Praise God. Welcome to the Word Podcast. My name is Marcy. I will be reading a chapter from the Bible, then giving my take from what I get from the chapter. Join me in discovering more of what's written in the Bible without fear. I hope you will be blessed. Thank you. And Karibu Sana. Let's get into the word now. So today we'll read from Revelation chapter 3. It's a continuation of what Jesus was saying to the angels like of different churches. Which would imply that there's an angel who watches every church. I, I, that's what I got from it anyway. Let me read. Revelation chapter 3. It says, And unto the angel of the church in Sardis write, This thing says he that has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars, I know your work and that you have a name that you live and are dead. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For I have not found your works perfect before God. Remember therefore how you have received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore you will not watch, I will come on you as a thief, and you will not know the hour I will come upon you. You have a few names even in Sardis, who have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcomes, the same shall be clothed in white clothing, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, This thing says he that is holy, he that is true, and he that has the key of David. He that opens and no man shuts, and shuts and no man opens. I know your works. Behold, I have set upon you an open door. And no man can shut it, for you have a little strength, and you have kept my word, and have not denied my name. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, who say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before your feet, and to know that I have loved you. Because you have kept the word of my patience, I will also keep you from the hour of temptation. We shall come upon all the world to try them that dwell upon the earth. Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which you have, that no man take your crown. He that overcomes will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out, and I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name, he that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. And unto the angel of the church of Laodiceans write, This thing says the Amen, the faithful true witness, the beginning of creation of God. I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I would that you were cold or hot. 
so then because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot i will spit you out of my mouth because you say i am rich and increased with goods and you have need of nothing and know not that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked i counsel you to buy me gold tried in fire that you may be rich and white clothing that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear and anoint your eye with eye salve that you may see as many as i love i rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent behold i stand at the door and knock if any man hears my voice and opens the door i will come in to him and will eat with him and he with me to him that overcomes i will grant to sit with me in the throne even as i also overcame and sat down with my father in his throne he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches thus until verse 22 revelation i guess everybody who reads it get something different from it scholars and people who understand prophecies of the times to come would probably interpret revelation differently from me, from me for example i i don't know the what when he says the seven churches i don't know the categories of the seven churches how this many churches are categorized into just seven so that things they don't understand but i still read it i still read the bible and maybe in future i'll have a deep, deeper understanding so the version of what i'm going to tell you is just what me as mercy got from reading this chapter understand in revelation chapter 1 it says anyone who reads it gets who reads revelation gets an automatic blessing so i hope we'll manage to read all the 22 chapters of revelation and you know get our blessing <laughs> anyway chapter 3 is mostly it's like an addressing to the angels who watches over the different categories of the seven churches and whoever is saying this words in chapter 3 his call uh, I mean, verse 1 it says this thing says he that has the seven spirits of god and the seven spirit of the stars that's the that's one of his titles and in chapter 7 it says chapter 7 in chapter verses 1 it's a church called Sardis and the title of whoever is speaking it whoever is holding the seven spirit of god and the seven stars chapter 7 i mean verse 7 it's an addressing to the angel of the church of philadelphia and the title of whoever is saying this thing it says this thing says he that is holy he that is true and he that has the key of david he that has he that opens and no man shuts and shuts and no man opens now we know where that verse of you know 
when God opens a door, no man can close it. When he closes it, no man can open it. It comes from Revelation chapter 3, from verse 7. And another title that is given to whoever is saying this is in verses 14, where it's an addressing to the angel of the church of Laodiceans. <laughs> Laodiceans. It says, And to the angel of the church of Laodiceans, this thing says the Amen, the faithful and true witness. So, it's an addressing from the Amen to, to elect from Jesus to the different angels. So that the angel will address it to their, you know, their categories of churches. So the first angel of the church of Sardis is told uh, that the people of the church of Sardis uh, they have a name since I know your work that you have a name that you live and are dead like those people act as though they are alive but they are dead you know how you look like they are pretending in short that they are alive but they are dead like alive in that they are really close to God it's a spiritual aliveness but they are dead and the, and the, the amen says be watchful and strengthen the things that remain because he has found their works not perfect, you know. So he's reminding them that you are, you may appear to be alive to men, but you're dead. So strengthen yourself again. Like remember your first love, because God has found them not perfect. Although he says again, remember therefore you have received and had and not hold fast and repent. He gives them a chance and reminds them. Repent. You remember if you read uh, Revelation chapter 2, he, there's a warning to the different churches of the mistakes that, that they've done and the repercussion that would come to them unless they would repent. So the church of Saldis in verse 1, they reminded that of the, how they're acting like they're alive but they're actually dead because they're not following the word of God, but that they've been told to remember to repent and I remember that if they don't repent that Jesus would come as a thief they won't know when like they won't the time to repent is now like there's no he will come as a thief they won't have an, enough time to repent so they're told to just watch and remember to fast and hold fast to what they had been taught in the beginning and he says again that the people who will over, who will overcome will be clothed in white and their name will not be removed from the book of life. If you read Revelation further, you'll understand uh, this, the idea of white clothes. There's a scene in Revelation Ukombele that says people are dressed in white in heaven. So this is the idea that if they repent and they go back to their first love, that they will be close, they'll be in heaven, you know. Mm-hmm. Then it says in chapter 60 that has an ear, let's him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches. So, because we have ears, uh, me, what I've heard as a person who has an ear is those of us who appear to be faithful, to be, to be, you know, to be Christians, to, to be good people on earth. Though we know we're not actually good, you're not following the word of God. We should remember to go back to our first love 
and repent and not really much we shouldn't focus on if we look alive or not but we should just make sure that we we repent and do that what is expected of us then the second church is the church of philadelphia and then they've been told they've been told that they it has been seen that the church of philadelphia has kept the works of god not just the word they have kept the works of god and it says I have said before you an open door and no man can shut it. So God has opened a door for the people of the Church of Philadelphia. No man can shut it because they have little strength. That's why like the door was opened for them because they didn't have the strength to open the door. But no one can shut it because you know like I read Jesus when they when he opens the door no man can shut then the people of the church of philadelphia have kept the word and they have not denied the name of god that's what they've been told and then they've been promised in verse 10 it says because you have kept the word of my patient i also will keep you from the hour of temptation i have heard from scholars say like some people will be raptured they would have to go through you know all the tribulation that will come with the antichrist if that is a futuristic thing it says um so it seems that this church of philadelphia will not be there during the time of tribulation because it says i will also keep you from the hour of temptation which shall come upon the world i will try them that dwell upon the earth so the people of philadelphia because because they had kept the word of god they've also been promised that they will be they will be kept from the hour of temptation when they've been told in verse 11 behold i come quickly hold fast which you have that no man take your crown which means they've been reminded like yes they've been doing the right thing you know but they should continue the same way you know they've been doing so that no man can take it away which means that uh salvation can be give it can be yours but then you can let someone else take it from you one way of letting someone take it from you is you have the you've been given the grace to forgive for example but you let someone else make you too angry that you, you don't want to exercise that grace of forgiveness anymore so by virtue of not forgiving someone it's you're giving that other person the ability to take away the salvation from you you understand like you're giving the i'm trying to explain it head on to over explain what it says <laughs> they've been want to make sure that no man takes their crown yeah that's my version of understanding that And then the brutal whoever will overcome his more promises will be a pillar in the temple of God in the new Jerusalem which is going to come down from heaven and I will write upon him my new name so it means they'll be given the new name of God in their new name and then in verse 13 it means it says again he that has an ear let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches so we have had that salvation can be ours but someone else can come and take it from us so with what we have learned 
the forgiveness of sin the idea that we should love one another we should love our enemies whatever you hold fast to be your truth you know to be your version of whatever you understand to be the truth of God in your life you should hold fast to it and don't let anyone take it away from you by the doctrines or you know just hold fast to what you believe is true according to you concerning the word of God and then in verse 14 the last church it says in the church of laodiceans now this ch- people of the church of laodiceans are neither cold nor hot and jesus says it hey, it would be better if they were either cold or hot but not because they're lukewarm they will be spit out of his mouth because the people of that church of laodiceans they say that they are rich they have so much goods so they need nothing so it seems that they're extra wealthy that they think they have it all figured out they need nothing they lack nothing that they're happy they're not poor and they're not miserable and naked so they're, they're very wealthy and this their source of power comes from their wealth so then the sarcastic verse me i find it to be sarcastic if you read verse 17 verse 17 is telling them how they have so much wealth and they think they lack nothing because of how much wealth they have now the sarcastic verse in 18 it tells them to to use their wealth to buy uh gold that is tried in fire yeah? like to try they should try and buy their way to heaven if they think they lack nothing because it tells them i counsel you to buy me gold tried in fire that you may be rich white clothing that you may be clothed and that the shame of your nakedness does not appear and an empty eye would solve that you may see it's telling them you can't afford to like your richness can't hide your nakedness you know when you go to god before god he sees everything you know he sees like there's nothing hidden from it from him and because we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of god just because we get if if we ever get to a place where we have too much wealth we should always know that at the end of the day we still fall short in the eyes of god because of our sin nature so he was telling them to use their wealth to buy now how can i put it now to use their wealth now to do what is right so that so that so that they may go to heaven like to use their wealth wisely like to buy from god itself I counsel you to buy of me. Oh, I'm sorry. It is not a fantastic verse. I had not understood it. I just just a revelation came to me concerning what he meant. In verse 18 he tells them to use their wealth for the glory of God. These people of the church of Laodiceans were too wealthy. Jesus is counseling them to use their wealth 
for the glory of God so that in the end they may have so that it, it is written and white clothing that you may be clothed so like, like and then it says that you may be clothed and the shame of your nakedness does not appear and anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see in short he's telling them use your wealth for the glory of God so that in the end you will be clothed in white clothing you understand the like I've said the the meaning of the phrase white clothing is going to heaven so in this people of the church of Laodiceans are being counseled to use their wealth for the glory of God so that even though they boast that they they lack nothing that they're not naked that once they use it for the glory of God they will boast that they're not naked not because of their wealth but because of God the glory that they have given to God verse 19 says he rebukes the ones he loves and he chastens them so you can see all all the churches they've been rebuked they've been told what they do wrong how where they're lacking and how they can get their salvation so it's not really a condemnation in like it's a final condemnation that they've been doing this thing wrong so it's over you know he at the end of the revelation of Jesus telling the angels of the different churches what they're doing wrong they've also been told a way out whether it is to repent whether it is to use their wealth for the right things whether it is to hold fast to whatever they're already doing and not let any man take it from them verse 19 says as many as I love I rebuke and chasten be zealous therefore and repent be zealous is like be like hear what is being said and do it then Frustrated says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hears my voice and opens, I will come to him and I will eat with him and he with me. It is a, I imagine it's a, it's a, it's a real thing. Like in Abraham's time when angels came and ate with him physical food. Another way that I interpret this is, it's a spiritual thing where God is saying, I'd come to your house and I knock. Like, I'm, like in these seven churches, he knocks by telling them, do this repent you know like so if you let if you do what he's telling you he'll come and live with you and he will make his abode with you so and it's not it's important to see that he says he knocks god is not there if dropping to hear what you're saying he's knocking letting you know i am here you understand i am god i'm telling you stop doing these things if you hear him and do as he commands he says he will come and sit with you and then he says in verse 21 and 23 says the promises of the ones who will overcome will sit in his throne just like how he overcame and it is written in the bible that when he resurrected and he ascended to heaven he seated on the right hand of god um Another person who also saw Jesus seated on the right side of God is Stephen when he was about to die. It is recorded in Acts that he saw Jesus at the right side of God the Father, handing, like stretching out his hands to Peter just before he died. So 21 and 22 is, is like 
promising us that if you hear, if you repent, that there's a there's a reward at the end of this life. That you'll see there's a throne waiting for you. I don't really, I can't really over explain it because I don't understand it like Bible prophecies. However, what I learned is every day when the spirit like when you're reminded that you're doing something wrong, be quick to change, be quick to forgive, be quick to love, be quick to follow the commandments of God. You know the beatitudes the someone on the mount, be quick to be a peacemaker, be quick to be of a pure heart, be quick to you know, have good intentions with others. And when you remember you are reminded to repent, every day we should repent. Repent repent to me means when you realize you've done something wrong, ask for forgiveness and then you turn away from that. You don't just say, I'm sorry and go back.